Hello, everybody. This is Devaney Woodrow with the She Cannot Be Silent series. This is actually the second podcast I'm recording today. I believe it's episode eight. I just interviewed my mom and I bribed my brother with 10 bucks to join me today because he has a lot of beautiful, relatable experiences. And he's the first male to be on here. Wow. Wow. It's, been, it's the She Cannot Be Silent series. It's all women, but you have a lot of really. I'm not a she. <laughs> but you have a lot of inspirational or i should say like relatable stories and i really want to interview you on addiction and we're we're not we're not talking about where you're at today we're just talking about real life stories of how addiction start what triggers are there and i still remember like when i started doing don't be anything, scared which was like i kept finding things you don't be scared to be I know. vulnerable. About- I kept finding <laughs> things though in the garage. Like what? Pipes. We're talking about meth here. Pa- yeah. Yeah. Don't be scared. I know. <laughs> it's all in my past. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about anything about today, but I know. But um, it was funny because like I didn't really even it did. I mean, like just finding them wasn't really much. And it was one day when I was in grandma and grandpa's room. <laughs> nosing around mm-hmm. and i totally came across this glove i'm like what the fuck what's in here go and i fucking look inside the glove there's two pipes and a bag mm. full like this big wow. i was like what the fuck money <laughs> i grabbed it one put it in the woods oh my god <laughs> someone was pissed the fuck off <laughs> nobody said a word about it well they can't well, don't you remember addiction. that one day when he did uh, when that one thing uh, it was in the forerunner he said and then that it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we let's get a little insight here. So it's a lot easier to talk about someone when they're no longer on Earth. This would be some a really hard conversation to share if our grandpa was with us today. But it's a lot easier to talk about them when they can't get pissed off at you. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was fucking. <laughs> but yeah so cole and i went into guardianship with one of my grandparents and my grandma's a beautiful lady she's sober i mean she smokes her weed but it's kind of like my grandpa had a secret addiction that she knew she just didn't like it yeah it was confusing he definitely hid it from her though oh most definitely so but yeah that's why i called it a secret but yeah it <laughs> I never did anything. I know. I was pretty fucking close to doing something one time. I'd walk in on him. And <laughs> I'd be like, Grandpa, let's smoke a joint. And he'd be sitting there. And <laughs> just randomly blow. Mouth closed. And he like <laughs> opens it, trying to like, waiting for me to leave. And there's a fucking cloud coming out. And of course he'd always do it when Grandma wasn't at home. But yeah. it, it was obvious to me. It was just like, what can you do? You can't say anything. You don't want to fucking get in trouble. I know. You don't want to cause problems. But yeah, I I mean, I messed around with party drugs around oh, I've that done, time. I've, I've done my fair share. I mean, I've done acid. I'll never forget the time I ever first did acid. I completely blacked the fuck out. Like, I was standing there, and next thing you know, I, told, I asked my buddy, I was like, bro, where's your bathroom? I don't feel good. And like, right as like I'm saying this, he looks at me, and he's like, it looked like I was about to just collapse. So he goes, runs behind me, sticks his arms out, and fucking right when he does that, I mean, I just collapsed. And I woke up in the floor, uh, like, I woke up for a second as, like, they're carrying me down the hallway. 
back to his room and like the worst part is, is his mom's in the living room we're in the kitchen oh and she's not supposed to know and like yeah and <laughs> they had to carry me past through the living room all the way to his bedroom oh my god and then like uh but right I when got- i got into the room they i was like i it's like i went back out when they were carrying me uh and then uh Right when I got in the room, they stick a trash can right next to me. And right as they do that, I just throw up in the trash can and shit. Mm, that sounds good. Dude, it was so. fucking nuts. And I was still frying balls and nobody would tell me what was going on. Yep. And then on top of Acid's that. Acid's cool until you do it. Oh. Well, then on top of that. <laughs> then the you change your is, whole entire experience about it. Oh, you think that? That wasn't even the worst part. So then when I finally go home and mom and them find out that I'm doing acid, I'm sitting there. I and they're lecturing me. About doing acid, saying, oh, acid's not good and all this. And they're they're not, not knowing that I'm tripping balls right now. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm sitting there the whole time, like, trying to trying to not, like, make it noticeable. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, no, that was a different time. I've done a lot of acid. Anyways, to, to get back on track here. Um... <laughs> she has no idea. Um... I want to talk about your first experience. You've actually never shared it with me, which that's fine. That's what I like about podcasts. Some things you don't share and then you're like, well, since I mean, curiosity killed the cat is what happened. No, I, I like, I want to know how it happened. Like, were you alone? Was yeah. someone there? Well, what happened is, is after I accidentally seen somebody do like they did it once. So it's like then in my back of my mind, I mean, I knew how, how they did it. You want to know what I want to know? So then I went out in the woods. What you were feeling when you did it? Were you like... I was like, what the fuck is this? I know, but were you I was like... curious. I truly was. That's what happened. It's like, I was like... Hmm. Smoke fascinates me. That's my problem. No, it's not a problem. It's what you do. <laughs> Anyways. I know. Uh, yeah, well, then it obviously continued at that point. And... Yeah. Tell me about it. It's like... Uh... <laughs> so then... After, like, this happened and all that, it was probably two, three months later when that thing happened, and I thought that mom and all of them were out in the fucking woods and shit. Yeah, this guy comes up to the house, and I freaking fully believe him. He's frying balls so hard. Like, he thought my mom and her husband at the time were kidnapped. No, that they stole a tow truck, and then they had their tow truck. They were trying to stash a tow truck down in the fucking wall. In the water, and this water's like a foot deep. (laughs) And they said they were tied up to a tree. No, no, no. I said that they were down in the blackberry bushes. Oh, yeah. And they kept trying to call me. So every single time I'd get down to where they were, they'd be farther up the river. Yeah. Anyways. Or the creek. And so, like, I mean, next thing you know, it's fucking uh, probably like. This guy's on probation, too. Because I remember. I wasn't on probation. Yeah, because I remember you weren't allowed to smoke weed, and then Grandpa gave you weed to try to calm you down. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know I was on probation. Or you were about to be or something. I think I just got off it. No, because I remember we were anyways. Oh, you're probably right. It was I was just probably about to go on it. Yeah. So we're gonna fast forward now. Yeah, this shit was crazy. To the emotional pieces of what keeps you on something or like why it's so hard to get off. How it messes with like your body and emotions. And... So like you know how like when I was younger how they tried a whole bunch of different medication and everything? Mm-hmm. Well, what they always try to do is mellow me out. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I tried it, it was a, a rem- I remembered the feeling. Although it doesn't mellow you out. <laughs> it actually does. So, 
not from an outsider. I mean, it brings me down to a normal rate like a normal human being. Instead of jumping off the walls and shit. Hmm. Not to an outsider. (laughs) You're out there cleaning the garage three in the morning. (laughs) So? It'd be funny because all of a sudden you and Grandpa would just have like a wild night and everything would be clean. Your uh-huh. room, the garage. Grandma loved it. She was like, oh, clean house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I mean, I get stories and stuff, but, like, I want to talk about the real piece of it. Emotions and how that ties in. Because I know from my own personal experience, oh. drugs become a crutch. It more blocks it. To an extent. What do you mean? Like, I keep my mind busy so I don't think about any of the bad shit. Or anything that's wrong in my life. Well, I think that's what a lot of stuff... That's why I'm constantly doing stuff. Yeah, I I understand that from, like, substance abuse. is like, you smoke weed because you don't want to think about shit. But that's what I mean about the emotional piece is, like... The funny thing is you can't run from shit. Because, trust me, once you stop using it, you have to face it. That's why me, I like being sober. Is It's like, I get to process it. Yeah, it's like, I just choose to an extent... I, it's not that I'm ignoring it. I don't really know how to necessarily always process it. Like, Wow, that's the most truthful thing I've ever heard. And it's like... We're not taught till No one teaches... No one taught us how to process shit. I've been still trying to figure it out. Yeah, I know. And it's like, for example... So, like, when Grandpa died... Mm-hmm. I remember when I got the call from Madeline. It... The moment that she told me what happened... I mean, my eyes just started to water up. And I mean, I had my buddy there with me because I was not trying to be by myself at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm sitting there just looking off into the field, like, trying to hide the fact that my eyes were just watering. It's, like, probably only a minute. And then it's, like, right after that, I was, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I don't got time to sit here and just, like, cry about it. But you do. That's how we process. It's not, not me, though. I don't normally, like. Do you think that's. It is thing? very, very rare that i ever cry and when i say that i truly actually mean that not when you're with me (laughs) i mean there's probably only three people besides some of my family members that have ever even seen me remotely even like have a tear those are people you're you feel safe with that i did or still do Mm -hmm. some of them i don't one of them i don't there's such a stigma that men aren't allowed to cry. It's more like when I was growing up, whenever I ever would or anything like that, I was told, you're a bitch. <laughs> I know that. That's and so I mean, like, like what it did is it went and engraved it in my brain to an extent. Like mm-hmm. where like it doesn't really matter what's going on. It takes a lot for me to. But it's like after that, after that, like one minute that happened. It's like ever since then, it's like I understand about exactly what happened, but there's nothing I could do to change it. So it's like I can't let the past stop me from carrying on with my future. I get that. And it's like sometimes you have to go backwards to actually be able to move forward. Oh, don't get me wrong. There's still been like probably ever twice when, um, it actually fucking hit me really hard. But it's like, it didn't hit me hard for long. Are you talking about grandpa? Yeah. Mm. I mean, that was one of the few things 
and probably like the last uh, amount of time that I remember mm-hmm. that actually at all did it an effect to me. Do you think that's why you like substances so much is because you don't have to feel like that? To an extent, yeah. I think that's why a lot of people use substances, honestly. Most definitely. Is it worth it? I mean, it's not worth it for, because if you ever get, deal with cops or anything like that, I mean, you're looked at bad always, no matter what. It's like, that was, matter of fact, that's the only time that I ever actually went to jail Mm -hmm. was due to it. And, um, and it was stupid because I don't even know how the fuck it got where it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm like sure. on my floorboard by my foot. Yeah, someone else. The cop walks up to my window and says, what is that? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, obviously tobacco? if I knew it wouldn't be there. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe tobacco. And he's like, let me see it. So I go over to pick it up and I'm sitting there and I look at it and I was like, motherfucker. Hmm. And then he asked me to hop out my car and then it's like, not only what, what I, I mean, like I was not expecting to get asked to hop out of my car. So like, the, I had a some I had a thing in my pocket and in my door. Shit. I was fucked. <laughs> hey, but the, but it's weird. So like, whenever anything goes wrong now, my brain, boom, like that. I'm tired. It's like I will go to sleep whenever anything goes wrong. I think you're just shutting down. Yeah, I always have. Ever since I was a little ass kid. Whenever fucking I I used to shut everybody out. Whenever I used to get pissed or something would go wrong. Have you ever thought about getting help to learn how to process your emotions, like, without drugs? and Help? What kind what of help is there? Look at me, bro. Not that I wouldn't, like, help you, because I can't help you on that level. I know. But, I mean, of course I'm here to help, but I mean, I mean it's, there's people out there. I look at it like this. It's not that It's nothing that I depend on. It's never had a reasoning not to. What do you mean? Like, it's not something that my life completely revolves around where, like, I I will die if not. What's been getting sober been like? Honestly, I just normally sleep for a little while. And then after I sleep, I'm back to normal. What usually brings you back? Um constantly either a being around it and it's just like too much or whenever my uh chest starts to hurt because that happens every now and then but it's not really due to that it's like more like my health what do you mean i don't know everybody's got something some things normally wrong with them and it's yeah like, but what happens is drugs is i get worse. paranoid and i convince myself that something's wrong <laughs> I'll walk into the club. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's truly what it is, I feel like, sometimes. I swear the longer you sit in that, the more you give yourself grace to realize that you're human and it's temporary. Yeah, I know. Fuck, my ass still needs to go to the fucking doctors. It's been almost fucking two years. Mm. Yeah. Fixed my fucking wrist. Yeah. Drugs are crazy. Have you ever thought about being sober long term? 
Yeah. I I mean I I never plan. My goal is my future at all, like now and future. That is not something that I ever have the intentions to keep or anything. It's like it, at the time, it's just more was in the now. Like what's going on around me. My question is, you know how in life, like, you always, for me, like, I'll be like, when this happens, then I'll do this. And then you realize life is always like it is right now, and the now is all that there is. Nothing really changes. No. It's so, like, so the like, only thing different between it is the time that I'm awake. So what's That's that? truly all it really does. And the, the main reason when I started to do it was, every time I'd fall asleep, it always felt like something would happen. Or I'd miss out on something. Like with friends or something? Just in general, like anything. Because it's like, I don't know, that I, that mentality started from when I was in the group home. That's why I never, ever like to sleep. Yeah. I just like wonder, like, what if there's like 10 years from now and you find yourself still using, like... There's a lot of what ifs. No, I mean, like, what can you do to help yourself get to the goals you want? I mean, I just signed up for, uh, actually today, I just got my fucking message from the UTI. What? Yeah, I'm going to go to UTI. What's that? University Technical Institute. In SAC. How are you going to be able to resource yourself? What do you mean? Take care of yourself to be able to handle that. It's fucking stressful. Uh, there is programs and everything that will help pay for all of it. I know that, but you know what you would have to do? I matter of fact, there's even programs that will get me a house and pay for it and everything. I know. I, I went through all those I programs. Know. But what I'm saying is you need to be honest with them then. And be like, with hey, who? The school and be like, hey, I'm in recovery. Like Things are hard for me. Be honest. And I would them. prefer to try and get half my classes online. Because I get really bad anxiety. That is my main problem. Yeah, I do, I do too. But you can actually, it's called DSPS. Um, I mean, I get anxiety really bad sometimes. I'm sure drugs don't help. <laughs> That's why my leg always shakes. Ever I, since I was a little kid, I've done it. I struggled with anxiety a lot of my life. I've just now recently gotten a hang on it. But um, there's programs in school that will help. If if you tell me you have anxiety, they'll literally like give you longer test times and more. Support. I mean, my problem when it came, came, comes to test is, I don't like the word test. It's anxiety, but like it's called testing. Oh, most definitely. Anxiety. It's like every single time I'd ever come to testing, I used to sit there and just be just because it's like the pressure of knowing it's a test. It's like they're about to try and see what overall what you're basically capable of. You know, and I don't I... want to feel dumb and I don't want to feel smart. I have a question. I want to be normal. I want to be like the rest of the class. But my whole time ever in school, I was always different. It's fine. I've always been different. I ha I know that, but it's like, and I don't mind necessarily being different, but it's like, I just sometimes, the anxiety part of knowing that I stick out. Yeah, anxiety's not talked about enough. A lot of us go through it. Some of us just know how to handle it better. That's why, I like, normally, like, I'll fidget and shit like that, where I'll sit there and just fucking randomly start drawing on my paper, 
And it's like the worst part about class classes. Well, you're ADHD. It's I so know. much harder to focus on that. <laughs> and on top of that, it's like whenever I'm in a class, knowing that like you have to be here. I don't like. One thing I can say is yes, I don't always like the way I live or have lived. You mean drugs? Yeah. But it's like I don't really know. It's that's a hard one. It's hard to change. Especially when you've done it for so long or like basically that's most of the things you know. If it was easy, everyone would be sober. Like, I mean, I remember when Grandpa and I used to work down in fucking uh, El Dorado Hills and all that. Like, for, uh, what is our uncle's name? Yeah, well, know. You know who. Doing the signs and stuff? No. At what's his name's house? Oh, Ryan? No. They got a kid. They do taxes or whatever. Um, Grandpa, uh, Ed was the... Oh, yeah. Ed was the... Dudes. Yeah, Ed and Linda. Yeah, but their kid. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when I used to work with him down there, I mean, the whole time in the car, like, all the way down there, just be sitting in the car smoking the whole time. Mm-hmm. Dope pipe. And it's like, <laughs> show up to work, just sit there, like, okay, I'm ready to work. Can't sit still. <laughs> hey, you'd be amazed. Because, like, every single time we'd ever do anything, it was always a competition for me. Because I always felt like I had to do better than him. <laughs> I wish he had a better role model because you can do all that without drugs. Oh, I know. I do know this. I like life without drugs. It's so much fucking easier. But it's real inner work. like, And I'm not just talking about sobriety. Like, If we're really considering going to school. like, I already know. No, let's like, actually listen. Like. You have to be able to resource yourself. And what I mean by that is don't put yourself around people who are going to be doing drugs because they will, not only will the drugs, but the people will take from you everything they have and they'll just use you. I have cut off so many people. So the discussion with my brother went all over the place. So I did edit some pieces out where we just got off track Ultimately, it was really interesting to talk about some of these things that I've actually never talked to my brother about, and it took a lot of bravery to be able to say those things. I also know I mumbled at points. It was like 11.30 at night when I was doing this, and I had been up like super early that day doing a lot, so I understand it was mumbled at different parts, but I know there's a lot of meaning to some of the things my brother said some of the things that really stuck with me were about how he doesn't feel like he can cry that that's wild or it's not wild I I don't know how to put a word to that but I know how real it is and also the truth of that we were never taught to process our emotions that's some real stuff I just really hope that he I mean, we're all where we're at in our journey, and I'm proud of him. I'm happy he's alive. I just I want to see everyone succeed on an emotional and physical and life level so that we can overall 
have more highs of happiness and health and moderation and balance, of course, but it's a chaotic life sometimes. But I never got to say bye with my brother. <laughs> uh, he just started going all over the place and someone showed up, but I want to do a little ending now and I understand the She Can All Be Silent series has been more towards like women sharing their voice, but I honor the space that I held for my brother to share part of his story and the real parts of addiction and how you become to the level that I don't want to say too much, but I know I relate to it even with just weed. Like, I never actually picked up that hard drug. I mean, I did others, but um, there's some realness there. Some realness. And I'm, it was nice to sit with him and have that personal conversation. So, like I said, I'm very thankful that he shared that space with me and was brave and honest. All right, guys. We had a masculine energy on the podcast but i enjoyed it it was very personal so thanks guys for listening and i'll see you on some future podcasts